Did I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Course. La fin. And it was what? scary. I did too. La Except fin. it was in college. So yeah, me too. <laughs> La yeah. Fin. I was like, I, I know. Uh, was it? Uh... Wait, I don't remember it. Never mind. Okay, let's get started. Let's do that. Where are we from? Live from. Live from La Font Plaza. <laughs> Sounds, sounds good to me. And pronounce it really badly. Live from La Fon Plaza. This is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 336, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Jim. This is Don. And, uh... Mark, you have something in the January 10th lens. Yeah, uh, they uh, they have an article about the uh, Postal Inspection Service warning about the proliferation of counterfeit stamps, and they show the Sesame Street sheet, which I did not know was counterfeited, but apparently it is. No, I saw the Hot Wheels, but not the Sesame Street. Yeah, so they, they, they have an article where they discuss um, that, uh, that uh, stamps are being um, uh, counterfeited uh, in, in, a, in a large manner. They use um, the word prolific. Yeah, prolific. And they say if you see an ad for uh, for stamps and the ad looks too good to be true, it probably is counterfeit. Um, and they say the flag stamps are the most counterfeited. That's the, the Z-folded flag stamps. Yeah. And then they, uh, they say that the Postal Inspection Services um, urges uh, that if you purchase stamps, um, you can uh, – such stamps uh, – and you think they're counterfeit – uh, that you should send them to the uh, Stamp Acquisition Stamp Services Attention Quality Assurance at uh, 475 Lafont Plaza in Washington. <laughs> so, for, uh, for so those I, of you that don't speak French, that's L Infant. Yeah, L, <laughs> L apostrophe Infant. Yeah. L Infant. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they they don't want you to send it to the postal ins- inspectors. They want you just to send it to this. Uh, quality assurance, where no. where I assume they will redistribute the the stamps to uh, post offices to resell. <laughs> no, no mention of reimbursement to. Right, yeah, your uh-huh. and yes. you have to pay the postage to send. Yeah, right? you pay the although in, in a related well, use, story, use some of your stamps to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a related story, they uh, um, they say there's a significant drop in 2021 cost to collect U.S. stamps. Which, uh, if you purchase your stamps from China, they save <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> even more. <laughs> D- dirt cheap, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, government action. So the cost is lower because they printed fewer stamps. Right. Okay. 
Yep. I mean, if if you just knock out one express mail stamp, right? All of a sudden, you know, <laughs> it's going to be cheaper. So that's interesting. Uh, last week we started speaking about uh, this um, investment service, and after the podcast, we sat around and talked about it longer. And I said, "Gosh, I wish we would have just record kept recording because you know this is an interesting stuff." So we're going to bring back up the uh, philatelic investment service that is being advertised in Linz. Uh, just a reminder from last week, he's asking for $10,000 and then he buys stamps and sells them on eBay. And I was looking at this a little bit. Now, a stamp, a real estate investment trust, you put money in. Then they buy real estate, collect rents, do the maintenance and everything. And then you have a share of the profits. This makes it very clear. You give him $10,000 and he will buy $10,000 worth of stamps for just your portfolio. And then it is tracked. That's at least what it looks like. Right. So like we were talking about before, one of the things that I brought up was, Let's say he gets 10 investors and buy, gets $100,000. Um, then you have to spend $100,000 on stamps and sell it. This right here is different after I read it closer because he has to buy 10 $10,000 blocks of stamps and then track them. I think that that's even more problems and then, you know, we were, we were bringing up, you know, SEC problems because this is basically like a real estate investment trust. This is a stamp investment trust. But here is a killer line that they put in that, uh, you know, if anybody loses money on this, they're just going to sue them because this is so, this is not following anything. If you are looking for a dynamic way to grow your savings instead instead of having it sit in a bank, CD, or mutual fund earning a couple points per year, well, let's make some real money. And that is a statement which the SEC sort of regulators, they don't like that stuff. <laughs> and just as a practical matter... In order for you to make real money, you're you're basically saying I'm going to make you better money than a CD. That's what it implies. It right. implies a rate of return. So it, you know if he, if he gets an investor or a couple of investors, um, he can't be in a position where he's waiting around for a bargain to purchase and then resell. He's got to spend that money on stamps. Yeah, he's and so if you're if you're under the gun to purchase, you're not going to get, uh, you know, unless you unless you find something you know amazing, you know, amazing bargain, or you know, find something that uh, that that people have, uh, you know, maybe a, a dealer has misdescribed or something like that, or you, you know, you find a, a special printing that that was identified as the normal stamp, but that doesn't that doesn't happen every day. Oh, not at all, not at all. Uh, like that's one of the things that I brought up is it's easy to spend a thousand dollars and make money off it. It's really difficult to spend 
10,000. And it would be really super difficult to spend 100,000. Bill Gross, in his accumulation, took him years to accumulate. Now, admittedly, his was worth, I wish Albert was here. Uh, I think it was four and a half million dollars. So one fortieth of this if he gets 10 investors. But it took years to spend four and a half million dollars. Right. You know, how quick can he spend a hundred thousand? And turn a profit. And turn a profit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if if you're if you're purchasing uh, at, on uh, at a at an auction, um, you're you're basically buying you know and, and you're buying expensive stamps. You're buying stamps that very few people are going to want to buy from you. Yeah. So you're you're competing with the actual collectors that are you know that are that are looking for those stamps. So uh, you know on individual stamps, you you just can't make that profit, especially if you're reselling them on eBay. I think one of the things that people confuse this with is these uh, programs on TV like house flipping, things like that, where they buy something at a bargain, put a lot of work into it to make it look nice and market it at a higher price. And you can't do that with stamps. Yeah, you can. But no, I, I yeah, you it. can. But that's our business. But you can't do it. <laughs> if I got ten thousand dollars and said, "This quarter, the next three months, this ten thousand dollars," and heaven forbid, you know, I have three people who send me ten thousand. But if I had to spend ten thousand dollars in three months, because it says he sends a quarterly statement, so after a quarter, you know, three months, he needs to have this $10,000 into stamps, it would be very difficult for me. I mean, I, I know I could spend 6,000 of it cause I know where a uh, St. Louis bear is that I really would like to get for myself even. <laughs> but, uh, and beyond that $6,000, it's tough. Yeah. Well, what I was getting at though, is you can't improve the stamp right. enough to flip it like they do a house. But, we're con- being conditioned by seeing shows like that where there's quick money, air quotes, quick money to be made. But the about the only way that you can legitimately improve the stamp is if you buy it uncertified and ungraded, and then you get it certified and graded to a point where it makes it worth more. But that that's a process that very few people are going to be able to do that bulk in. Right. Well, and one of the things that I do is I like buying things in multiples. Dealers hate it when they'll have like 10 of the exact same thing. Right. I love it when they have 10 of the exact same thing because I'll buy all 10 and I'll get it at a discount. Then I will sell them and I could sell them for exactly the same price he was and just make money on the discount that he gave me because I bought 10 of them. The hitch is, is that a lot of times selling 10 stamps may take definitely more than a year. Right. I mean, he says minimum a year hold, but it could take multiple years. Yeah. The other way you can make money is if you buy a collection, an entire collection, um, where you're expected to be able to be able to purchase at a, at a discount because, you know, you're buying all the stamps regardless of, of, uh, of whether they're um, sound or not. 
Um, but then you've got to turn that around. I mean, you can't sell the entire collection to somebody else without, you know, I mean, maybe at a small profit, but where the profit is, is selling each of the individual stamp. So, um, how would you do this? I mean, we, we kind of, I, I, he shows pictures of the stamps that he is buying and they're really nice stamps and rare items. The hitch is that how often can do these things come up to auction? The answer is not very often. Right. And uh, what is the turnaround that you can get? I mean, getting an item in auction, and Albert said this before, buying an auction today and then putting it back in auction to make profit tomorrow is almost impossible nowadays because everybody has access to all the information of what it sold for you know, a couple months ago. Right. The second thing is, is that you, there are commissions involved. So let's say that you are really good with an auction house and you have a 10% cost. Let, let's make pretend that you sell a lot and they cut it down to 5%. You have a 5% commission on the buyer side. The seller side, you know, is somewhere between 15 and 20%. I should say 15 or 20%. So let's make pretend you pick a 15% auction house. You have a 20% spread there that you have to cover. You have to sell the item for 20% more than you bought it for before you make a penny. Right. And that's tough. Now, he's looking at putting it on eBay. So you don't have a 20% spread. You have like an 8% spread. eBay charges 7 point something percent, right? Right. So, but still you have a, like an 8% spread. So you have to make 8% return on your item before you make a penny. And on eBay, in auctions, it's clearly kind of not doable because of the 20%. On eBay at the 8%, that's tough. Is it? But eBay collects um, sales tax. There's another 6 to 8 to 10%. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, um, yeah from, for the buyer, for sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Um, well, you wouldn't have to pay the sales tax. That's I'm, true. I'm going yeah. to assume that uh, this fellow has a dealer license. You know, he has a business license. So he, he would mark this as a resale. He wouldn't have to, but it's going to lower the price. Who's ever bidding on it? That is true, because they're they're going to be looking at it and saying, "Okay, I got to pay shipping, I got to pay um, insurance if it's a high bid item, I've got to pay sales tax, so I'm going to bid fifteen percent less than I normally would." Yeah. Well, and that's if you put it in eBay auction, but the uh, oh, I, I you couldn't put it in an auction. That would be yeah, that, uh, yeah, because people expect to pay less on eBay just because of the sort of the garage sale nature of the of of the site. Um, and you know, if you put it, just put it up on eBay, then you're, then you're in a passive mode where you're waiting for your buyer to show up as opposed to the active mode in the, uh, in, in the auction that you bought it from where, you know, it's going to sell one way or the other. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can wait around, uh, you know, and, and troll an auction as it's going on. And, and if there's something that, that, uh, for some odd reason, nobody has interest in, and it's, and and you could buy it at a great price. But how often does that happen in an auction? Yeah, you know, not very often. Well, there are people who camp out at auctions and look for the deals. Right. I mean, I know of a couple who were very successful at it. 
but it doesn't happen all the time, and it certainly doesn't happen at every auction. Right, and if you're under the gun to purchase ten thousand dollars, yeah, then you know, then then you're, you know, again, you're 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 not, you may not be able to wait for, you know, for for that kind of bargain to come by. You have to buy something in order to show a turnaround for your customer. And it says he has. Did you know that I offer two hundred to three hundred lots of U.S. and foreign stamps per week in my eBay auctions? Right. So he auctions the items. I'm sure that he puts it up at a reserve bid. And, you know, if he if he buys something at five hundred dollars, he starts the auction at five fifty and then sees if it sells or something like that. Because you can't start you can't start it at a penny and see where it goes. Because everybody who gave you ten thousand dollars would have heart attacks, right? I mean, they'd look at it and go, e- even if you know it was successful, and in the end they sold everything for eleven thousand dollars. You know, just the fact that you started at a penny brings such a risk factor to the investors that it, 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 I would be scared. Yeah, yeah. He, he states in the ad that that you never take possession of the stamp, so uh, possibly he's pooling the money. And and not not assigning a specific stamp to a specific customer. Well, see, but that's the whole thing is you see the stamps. So, and again, this is not this does not conform to any real investment that you would see actually advertised by somebody who's uh, a licensed um, broker or uh, manager. You know, a hedge fund manager, stuff like that. You know, basically, he's running a hedge fund for stamps. But hedge funds typically are not allowed to advertise like this. I mean, you have they generally go by word of mouth because putting an ad basically changes things. It changes the nature of it. So uh, maybe, you know, maybe we don't have enough information on this, but it seems from the ad that he, you give him $10,000, he buys valuable stamps, puts them on eBay, and then resells them. I mean, that's pretty clear. He's telling people that you can make real money more than bank CDs, which I think is a big mistake as a sentence. You shouldn't be putting that in there. And also, you know, I think the whole thing has problems just from an investment standpoint. If you you shouldn't call it if you called it something other than philatelic investment service you know you they would still argue that it's an investment but you know you have some outs um i think that uh like i said last time nobody who's listening to this podcast is a marketer uh, is in the market for this we're all stamp collectors you know we we don't want to give a person 10,000 bucks but on the other side, inflation hit 7%. Uh, producer price index hit 11%, which is probably more accurate of what the actual inflation rate was and is probably higher than both of those numbers. Uh, so there are going to be a lot of people looking for a hedge on inflation. And in the 1970s and 1980s, stamps were a fantastic hedge against inflation. You just had to know when to sell them because if you bought it at the very top, then you were a big loser. Right. 
So, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm making a podcast tomorrow, just a little one of my economic ones, discussing that. But the uh, I would be interested to see how this operates on over the next you know several months to a year. I, Jim, did you say or somebody told me that this fellow advertises not just the investment service; he advertises other stuff. Well, that wasn't it's me. It's a I, big company. I've seen this. I've seen this ad in other publications in the philatelic market. Yeah, he, he's not, not just he's not a little guy. He he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting. But uh, investing, there's a reason why people like poo poo, people who invest in stamps. And yeah, I mean, I have nothing against investing in stamps. I think that at heart we all invest in stamps. But I. I define investing a little different. You know, I I think that if you didn't have a possibility of return on your stamps, then nobody would buy a stamp for many hundreds of dollars. Right. You know, this is not, you know, you, you don't see model train sets going for hundreds of dollars. You, you see some people collecting some trains, but overall, you know, you collect model trains and then at the end, you have, give it away or whatever, or sell it as parts. People don't do that with stamps. I mean, that's not how stamp collecting works. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on with it. Yep. And, uh, boy, speculating on what, uh, on how the current inflation environment is going to affect the stamp market. Um, uh, it'll be interesting, but, uh, I'm not sure it's, it's going to be, um, predictable, Oh, I think it's very predictable. Yeah. I think it's incredibly predictable. Nobody knows how much, but you know. It, gosh, I'm going to steal all my steam of the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the Federal Reserve came out and said we made mistakes. Inflation isn't transitory. So now all the investors are going, oh, you know, hey, there, there's the possibility of inflation continuing on and guaranteed it's going to. So uh, you sort of have now people thinking about maybe I should hedge against inflation. That's why I said six months ago, that was the time to start buying stamps. You know, it continues and it'll continue for a couple of years. You know, these inflation cycles last six, seven, eight years. So it's not like you missed anything. But at the last auctions, you know, prices have been up in stamps for 15, 20%. I mean, Mark, you were yeah. talking about. Yeah, it's tougher to buy at auction right now. Yeah. And that's because there is more money flowing into it as a hedge against inflation and the fact that people have more money, which is what the cause of inflation is. Right. Uh, and the, and also the with COVID, uh, you know, a lot of people were kept at home and have uh, dusted off their their collections. There are definitely more collectors today than there were two years ago. So, and more high spending collectors today than there were five or two years ago. So, yeah, it, it isn't predictable as to where the m- numbers are going to be, but honestly, we're like at record levels well, of inflation. It's not predictable which issue is going to be the big winner. And that takes some speculation no matter what you do. 
Um, yeah, and I'm going to address that on my next podcast, too. Because you have your ideas. Well, there's a fellow named John Maynard Keynes who has some great ideas, so <laughs> you got to listen to the next podcast after this there one. There you go. Never heard of him. Keys hold the keys. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else in the lens there? Not really. Nothing? Yeah. So uh, send your uh, fake postage stamps to the... To La La Font Plaza. (laughs) La Font. La Font. La Font. And we are out of here. Happy collecting. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.